Hello, this is Zach Cherian. Thank you so much for joining us for our podcast today. We are really excited to bring you this teaching. Please open your heart, and if you can, your Bibles, and receive this word from the Lord, recorded live at Brazen Grace Fellowship. I want to welcome our dear friends watching all around the world on Facebook Live. The more I travel, the more I find out you guys are all there. Why you don't say anything, I don't get, but I know you're watching. And you know who you are. You stealth secret Nicodemus, you. Thank you for being a part of our service, wherever you're watching from around the world. We pray in Jesus' name that the word of God will, will go far and wide through Mevo, through what our, 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 our produced videos do. This is why at Brazen Grace, we don't compromise on quality of audio, video, nothing. On the music, nothing. We want it to be the best. Amen? Amen. So stretch your hands towards that camera right there, the red light you all see. And I want you to bless all our viewers watching around the world. Lift your voice now. Go. That's not lifting voice, but let's try lifting our voice this time. In the name of Jesus. Come on. Let them be healed as they watch. Let them be blessed as they watch. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, God, for the privilege of ministering to so many that are part of Brazen Grace around the world. That's our family. You are our family. And the same blessing that's over this house is over you because of your faithfulness to this ministry. In the name of Jesus, we bless you, we bless you, we bless you. In Jesus' name, let us know where you're watching from. Comment, love, like, as many times, share. Would you please share this word so others can see it and be blessed. Thank you so much for being a part of Brazen Grace, wherever you're watching from. Family, one more time, clap your hands and make welcome our amazing Brazen Grace family. Come on, hallelujah. Y'all can do better than that for our family. Come on. Nah, that's better. That's, that's more like Brazen Grace. Amen, amen, amen. As I was praying on the plane and I truly sought God, I said, Lord, what do you want me to teach on? Um, the Lord has been very strongly uh, instructing me in taking you all uh, through a foundational route for the next few weeks. So is that okay with you? We're going to go dig a little deep. And sometimes, you know, I, I, I spend so much time in the secret place and the place of revelation. Sometimes my wife says, baby, you need to, you need to slow down a little. You just go up there and you think it's all everyone, you know, it's deep and great. Everyone gets it, but you got you to gotta slow down. You know, we need to slow down a little bit. So I'm going to slow down just a little bit as much as I can, if you know, if you know me. Um, and I'm going to teach. Today, I'm going to start something that you have to hear me when I say that the Lord asked me to do this, okay? I'm going to teach today. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to try to finish this if I can. If not, we will continue next week. We're going to do something called the Prosperity Series. Okay? Because I have, I am set, and I feel this is how God feels about you too. The Lord wants to see you prosper. Okay? And you will, you will hear me in the beginning of this teaching. Do what seems like giving many disclaimers. And I'm not doing a disclaimer. I'm actually qualifying what I have to say. Because that, that word prosperity is such a divisive word in the church today that people tend to turn off or, you know, look for reasons to find. And you'll be surprised at a lot of stuff that I have to say today from what I'm going to teach. But I know it is God's will for you to prosper. I know it is God's will for you to prosper. There are businesses that are on the inside of you that God has birthed within you for your prosperity. And if you don't learn how to manifest those things, your prosperity will stay within you. 
The truth of the matter is the Bible tells us that we are blessed in heavenly places. We are blessed in heavenly places. And this prosperity series is teaching you how to manifest down here what God has already provided for you up there. Is there any lack for you in Christ? Huh? Is there a lot of debt you have up there in heaven and one day when you go up there you're going to have to work in the fields to pay up the debt you owe God? Huh? No. God makes his relationship with you so clean that everything that he has given you that you don't deserve a thing. On the bill it says paid in full. Paid in full. You feel like you owe God and I understand what that means. You feel like you owe God. But as far as God is concerned, you don't owe him anything. What's that? Well, we owe God worship. I don't think God is looking for your worship out of your sense of, oh God, I owe God worship. No, he wants you to worship him from a sense of, I love God. Not from a place of, I owe God. You're not indebted to God. God has freed you from any debt. Now, if that don't make you worship, nothing will make you worship. The fact that God could have held you bound to a, to, a, to a bill, held you bound and yet he says, no, there is nothing you owe me. You are free from all debt. You owe me nothing. If that don't make you worship, nothing will make you worship. It's funny how in the old covenant you had to worship God. In the new covenant you don't. You don't. But you get to worship God. <laughs> Hallelujah. You are already blessed in heavenly places. Now we have to learn how to manifest it here down on the earth. So I'm going to go a little slow. Is that okay with you? I got to establish some things, not just for my family here, but for my family watching on there. And those that will watch in our future telecasts on the videos around the world. I want to explain, explain, I'm explaining to you. I've got some explaining to do. I got to explain to you. (laughs) Got to explain to you what prosperity is. So let's start at 3rd John verse 2. Everybody knows that one. 3rd John verse 2. Not John chapter 3 verse 2. The book of 3rd John. And it's only got one chapter. Verse number 2. Beloved, I pray. Let's put the King James please. If y'all have that. It has this one word that I really love in the King James. Do you want to read it from here, Sathos? It's okay. There we go. Watch this. Beloved, I wish above all things. Come on now. I wish above all things. So this is, a, this is not just a little small verse in the Bible. This is a serious verse in the Bible. I wish above all things, John is saying, above everything else that I've taught you, above everything else that you are, this is my prayer for you. The word wish there is my prayer for you. I wish above all things, say all things, that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. Ready? Read one more time. Ready? Read. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper. Be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. Psalm chapter 35, verse 27. Let them shout for joy and be glad that favoreth my righteous cause. Yea, let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified. Watch this. Which hath pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. The Lord takes pleasure 
in the prosperity of his servants. You want to live for the pleasure of God? You want to live for the glory of God? God takes pleasure in your prosperity. If your mind doesn't get renewed about this, you will think that being broke and poor blesses God. When the Bible tells us clearly, His pleasure for me comes from me being blessed. If you've been a daddy or a mommy, you understand that your joy comes from your child being everything God made them to be. Having everything God wants them to have and doing everything God's called them to do. You're with me today. I am passionate about making 2018 a year of favor and prosperity for you. As your pastor, there is nothing that blesses me more than to see the church prosper. I'm hearing me now. Now, if you're ready to take notes, take notes. I'm going to say a lot of things that you're going to have to write down and go study. True prosperity isn't only about money or property. You have to get this into your spirit. True prosperity isn't only about money or property. Prosperity is a state of well-being. Okay? I have met some really rich paupers. I have met some really broke rich people. I'm hoping by the end of this teaching, I change your lens of how you see prosperity. Are you with me? Prosperity is not about having your needs met, but having enough to meet the needs of others. Having enough to meet your needs doesn't make you prosperous, it makes you selfish. True prosperity is the ability of meeting the needs that you see. Oftentimes, we see needs around the world. People come up to me and say, Pastor, there's a need here. There's a need there. And they kind of expect me to pick up the need that they feel. The need you see is a good indication that you are the one solved. You are the one anointed to solve it. Hmm? When the disciples see the feeding of the five thousand, they say, Lord, the people are hungry. They come up to Jesus and they say, Lord, the people are hungry. They expected Jesus to solve the problem. Jesus turns around and says, you go give them something to eat. The problem you see is a good indication that you've already been anointed by God to solve it. Hello? True prosperity is the ability to solve problems you see. True poverty is the ability to see a problem and not have anything to do to solve it. Are you with me? The Bible says the earth is the Lord's. And the fullness thereof. Huh? Everything is God's. Everything. Everything. The money, the resources, the the rivers, the diamonds, the gold. Everything is God's. And guess what? He's your daddy. And he has written off everything that's his to you. In Jesus Christ. You have to get this into your spirit. He has written off everything that is his for you. How do I do this? Jesus help me. I have to explain to you, you are not, the longer you see yourselves through the eyes of humanity, you will never see yourself qualified to walk in divinity. God did not make you in the animal class. God did not make you in the earth class. He created you in the God class. 
In fact, man being created and placed on the earth was God literally leaving a piece of himself. God was literally leaving a piece of himself down here. That's why even when man was formed by the hands of God, man could not become a living being until God breathed himself into man. Man did not become man until he became one with God. I don't know if you got that one. Ravi, where are you? Help me preach. Man did not become man that the very fact that man became human, man could only be allowed to become human when man became one with God. You were not, just the creation of man did not make man. He was still a dead lifeless being. God did not allow life to come into man until he became one with God. In his likeness and in his image. Who is man that you are mindful of him? Who is man? I believe it's like the angels are watching and saying this. We've been around with you millions of years and yet you decide to create this one being just like you. Who is this man that you're mindful of him? One day the Father, Son and the Holy Spirit in heaven are having a conference and they decide, hey, let's make some in our own kind. Let's make some after our own kind. Now I know we'll make a bunch of animals because they'll serve man. See, this is my problem with mankind equating animals with humanity. Huh? When you think animals, now I'm all for protecting animals and taking care of animals and blessing animals. I'm against violence to animals, all that stuff. Unless it's a cat, but that's a different story. I didn't just say that publicly, live. And for some reason, then dadgum animals love me. I was in Malaysia and these cats are purring around and scratching their backs against my pants. And I'm like, if you only knew how much I hate you. I wanted to, to kind of tap into my spirit of Lindsay for a moment, but it didn't come. I still hated the cats. I love cats. It's okay. Because, you know, God made animals. That's why. Gotta love your enemies too in the word Bible says. Y'all won't believe it. It was 2002. Me and Priscilla went to a music store. Remember that, baby? And in the rain, shivering in the cold, was this ugly little cat. And she's like, honey, we gotta take that home. I was like, we ain't taking no cat home. Are you joking with me? How am I gonna tell my dogs that? Just cheated on you. I went for an ugly cat. But as we drove away, this nasty compassion in my heart just felt so bad. I'm like, oh God, I can see that stupid cat sitting in the cold all alone. It's going to show up in my dreams. I'm going to be miserable tonight. I said, okay, let's go back and take that dumb cat home. We actually took the stupid cat home. It was with us for a long time too, by the way. Stupid thing loved me. And one day our neighbor came and said, can I please have your cat? It's so beautiful. Can I have it? Yes! <laughs> Where, what was I preaching? You people distracting me and... Man was not made in the same class as animals. While I don't want to hurt or harm animals, I'm against that. Don't ever equate them to humans. Then we start having a problem. Huh? Because when you read Genesis chapter 1, 
domination in the kingdom is not overpowering and, 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 and enforcing and beating and all that stuff. Dominating in the kingdom is love. Because this is a dominion kingdom of love. So when the Bible says dominate, have dominion, it doesn't mean empower like some husbands are over wives. Well, that's dumb. It means to love. To dominate with love. Huh? You are made in the God class. He could have made you with the animals. And there's some smart animals out there. You're not evolved from an ape. We, when we were kids, we would sing that song. Oh, did Charlie make a monkey out of you? Don't you think you should be living in a zoo? <laughs> when it comes to your turn to die, something you'll soon realize. But you're not a monkey but a fool. <laughs> yeah. Look at your neighbor and say, stop acting like a monkey. <laughs> say it, I'm created. In the God class. Don't ever forget that. Don't lower yourself to be anything less than what the God class is. Don't live a lifestyle that's anything lower than what the God class is. Don't allow sin into your life that has nothing to do with the God class. Don't allow habits into your life that have nothing to do with the God class. Never ever give anything less than what God would go home. Say it, I'm in the God class. In His likeness. In His image. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 8 tells us the purpose of prosperity. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 8 tells us the purpose of prosperity. Ready? Yeah. And God is able, read it, and God is able to make That right there is the purpose of prosperity. It's not a me, 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 me thing. It's not a me, 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 it's for me, I'm a damn. No, it's not about that. True prosperity is that the grace of God would abound towards you that you always having all sufficiency in some things. Huh? In all things may have just a little bit. An abundance for every good work. Now you know you need to be prosperous in brazen grace. Especially in the month of January. Because I don't know what happened in spring break to our people. All y'all born in January. Whatever was going on in spring break. I forbid you. This year. Another January baby and I'm going to be mad. There's like 30 of you in, in this church. <laughs> Having all sufficiency in all things. See that's prosperity. An abundance for every good work. Poverty is when you have to ask your bank account how much to give. So you got to look in. Nowadays you have the phone. How much is there? Okay. Let me give a little bit of that. When you have to ask your bank account how much to give. No. It's having all sufficiency in all things for every good work. Oh, help me now. Now, let me make some things clear to you. 
you are not blessed because you are rich. Just because you're rich doesn't mean someone's blessed. You are not blessed because you are rich. You are rich because you're blessed. I'll say it again. You are not blessed because you are rich. You are rich because you're blessed. It is possible to have money without prosperity. But it's not possible to be prosperous without money. Prosperity is the ability to have enough to give your tithes or offerings and still give to every need you see. Now listen to me. Prosperity isn't a one-time break where somebody just comes into money. Oh wow, they're prosperous. No, that's not prosperity. Money isn't prosperity. Listen to me. This is really important. I've met some really rich people that are not prosperous. You have to hear me. I know certain people in my own ministry that I've known that came into incredible amounts of money at one time. But because they did not have a spirit of prosperity, they didn't know how to keep it. Lost it all. Remember those lottery people? It ends up being a curse. Money can be a curse. Prosperity is never a curse. It's funny how many people who are watching the story of the prodigal son would see the little boy come into incredible amounts of wealth and think, wow, he's so prosperous. If your mindset does not change about prosperity, you will look at that kind of money coming into people and think, wow, that's prosperity. And you know, because you know the other end of the story, that that was not prosperity. People ignorantly consider money coming in as prosperity. It's not. So lose that mindset that as soon as money comes in, all the prosperity kicked in. No, you are already prosperous. Money is just a fruit. There were seasons in our lives when we had nothing. I know it's hard for some of y'all to believe that. And I mean nothing. Have you ever had God make you give up 100% of everything you've had? 100%. Now, widow's might, a 100% isn't much. But when you have some, 100% is a lot. We've been there a few times where God has said, Everything. Huh? Everything. What? What about the babies, diapers, food? I said, Everything. Yes, sir. So today, when you see the blessing, don't just look at where I am. Remember where I came from. The money that was given to the prodigal son was not prosperity. It actually ended up being a curse. Money isn't the blessing. But the blessing brings money. You with me? Now listen to me carefully as I say this. Some of you are all going to get offended on this one, but I love you. Prosperity isn't what you have from your ability to save. Listen to me. That is wisdom. That is wisdom. But that ain't prosperity. Hmm? 
Prosperity is you saving because you got that much left over. Nobody wants to hear me preach today. Yes, they do. Did you hear what I said? There is wisdom in saving. I'm not preaching against that. But that ain't prosperity. Prosperity is you having enough and you don't know what to do with the left, so you save it. Any stingy person can never give or do anything and save up. That's not prosperity. Huh? Any stingy person can store up and keep a lot of money and invest and it turn out to be a lot. That's not what I'm talking about today, beloved. Are you with me today? Prosperity always goes hand in hand with generosity. Prosperity is maintained by hands of faithfulness, not hands of stinginess. Proverbs chapter 10 verse 22. Let's do it in the New King James first. Santos and dear Erica. I love our media team back there. Proverbs chapter 10 verse 22. The blessing of the Lord. What's this? The blessing of the Lord. The blessing of the Lord does what? Go home. The sermon's over. If you don't renew your mind about these things, you'll still struggle. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich and he adds no sorrow with it. When God blesses you, it doesn't come like a curse. Hello? The blessing of the Lord, listen to me carefully, write this down. The blessing of the Lord is not riches. The blessing of the Lord produces Riches. You've got to separate those two things. So just because someone came into money doesn't mean, oh, the blessing. No, 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 no. That's not how it works. The blessing of the Lord is not riches. The blessing of the Lord produces riches. I just came from India. Okay? And some of you are, well, it's good enough. You can preach that in America. No, I preached it in India. And I preached this message in India to a bunch of poor pastors and leaders. This word is not an American gospel or an Indian gospel. No, it is the word of God and it works wherever it is applied. Say this, the blessing of the Lord. It makes me rich. Can we read that in the NIV, Santos, America? Watch this, this is beautiful. The blessing of the Lord brings wealth without painful toil for it. Which means what? Prosperity is not what you work for. It's not what you earn. It's not what you strive for. Prosperity is what God brings into you without painful toil. Help me in this place. That's what I am talking about. Hmm? So number one, the blessing does not create problems. Number two, The blessing comes without painful toil. He adds no sorrow with it. It doesn't come with problems. The blessing that God gives you doesn't come with new problems. Are you with me? 
True prosperity is not getting something and you don't know what to do with it. Listen to me now, this is really important. You can have the blessing and not be blessed in your finances. Sadly, the majority of the church is that way. Around the world. Hmm? Truth is, every believer is already blessed. Fully blessed. In fact, here's the funny thing. You can't get blessed anymore that you are currently blessed. So this is not about trying to get you blessed. It's trying to get you to see that you're already blessed. You also love me today. Hey, that prosperity preacher. No, I'm not. This is not about that at all. This is not even about me, beloved. This is about me trying to get you to see that God wants to see you blessed so you can be a blessing. If you can't solve problems, in fact, the book of Ecclesiastes says that money answereth all things. You can solve most problems with that. Can I tell you, money is not a bad thing. Money is not a good thing either. Money has no feelings. Money don't make people bad. Money just shows what was already there. Money is not the root of all evil. It's the passionate pursuit of money. The love of money is the root of all evil. And when you don't have the maturity to be grounded in the blessing of the Lord, wealth can actually turn out to be a curse. Which is why I'm grounding you in this word. So please love me. Even if you don't, I still love you. Are you with me today? Man, I couldn't even get to the part I want to get to today. You can have the blessing and not be blessed in finances. Sadly, the church all over the world is that way because we've attacked it so much that we don't see any of it. The truth is we don't see the manifestation of it because we have not appropriated what is ours in Christ. The secret to your prosperity is not you getting three other jobs. If the Lord leads you there, do it. Are you with me? Your job is a place for you to be a steward, not make wealth. Wealth comes from the Lord. Be faithful where God's called you. Be good. Let them say what they want to say. Let them not appreciate you. We've all worked in jobs where we were not appreciated, not loved, not demoted. We were demoted. We were let go. People have done dumb things to us. Don't let that affect who you are. That only affects who you are when you actually doubt who you are. And then there's a part of you that says, yeah, I guess I suck. No. It doesn't matter what your boss says. Today they'll promote you. Tomorrow they'll demote you. No big deal. But there is one boss who never changes his opinion about you. Are you with me? Be plugged into what God's word says. Church, stop being an emotional roller coaster. I hate those things. They forced me on one in Disney. I thought I died and went to heaven. And then I opened my eyes and I realized it was Pandora. It wasn't heaven. It's a Pandora ride in Disney. 
Looked like heaven. It was awesome for you, woman. My fat was going places my body was never made to go. That thing was just... And it was all in slow motion too. Mommy. Oh, that thing was of the devil. There was a time I loved these things. Not anymore. Oh, I hate them now. Let me lose some weight and see if it works. Now, what I want to teach about next week as I already laid the foundation. Did you learn something today, family? Yes, Do you want me to continue this? Okay. Yes. Then I want you to come next week because we have to learn some principles from the scripture about finances. Because if we don't, we will misuse what God has given us. And we will abuse what God has given us. My job is to teach you how to bring what God has given to you to proper use. Please hear me. I don't care how young you are. I don't care how old you are. Your best days are ahead of you. Yes. I'm so proud of our seniors ministry that had their service yesterday. Thank you all of you that went. Those folk are young. In brazen grace, I ain't let nobody go. At 120, I'll listen to you whine. Till then, no. Pastor Jim just said, you eat that bread, you don't die. I'm going to hold on to that in every form I can. Huh? Let us be that generation that won't see death. Come on now. <laughs> I'm going to hold on to that. Listen to me carefully. This isn't about money. Don't get offended. I know people with a lot of money that are poor, that are not prosperous. This is not about money. This is not about it. This is about you becoming a blessing. This is about you knowing who you are. This is about you finding out what is yours. Kenneth Copeland famously tells of a story of an old lady that worked for the queen for many years faithfully, the queen of England. And after over 40, 50 years of serving the queen, she retires. The lady was so faithful, so good, but she was completely illiterate, uneducated, could not read or write. But she was great at taking care of the queen. And the story is told of this woman who finally retires to her small English village late in her 80s and 90s. And a reporter goes to the village to find out about this one woman that was known to be so faithful and loyal to the queen that the queen has spoken about her given her awards and many things and so he goes to the village to find her in his really broken down small village finds the woman inside sick on her deathbed really poor in shambles and it angered the, the reporter as he said what kind of a queen would leave a woman after all these years in this condition, after having faithfully served her, her majesty for all these years, she's left in abstract poverty with nothing in a small shack of a home with no money, no medicine, nothing, nothing provided for her. Why would a queen do this to a good woman? And as he got angry, the old lady said, no, 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 don't say that about the queen. She was good to me. She was really good to me. 
He says, I don't care how good she was to you. If she can take care of you after you retire, how good is good? He says, oh, no, no, she was very good to me. Don't speak against her. She was a lovely woman. Don't speak about her like that. She said, didn't he give you anything? Didn't they give you anything after 50 years of serving? Didn't they give you anything when you retired? She said, oh, bless her heart, they gave me a lot. The queen gave me this thing that I, I took it and I put it on the wall. And I left it up there as a memento, as a memorial of the work I did for her. And the reporter said, where is that? And he said, right there. So he goes over, walks up to it, and he starts reading it. And on there, on that letter, with the queen's symbol at the bottom, it says, anything and everything this woman will ever need until the day she dies is paid for by the Queen of England. But she couldn't read. My people perish. My people perish because of a lack of knowledge. I don't want that to be said of us. You can't be so busy working, 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 trying to earn a living that you forget it's the blessing of the Lord that maketh rich. The true prosperity is not your ability to make up wealth, but the blessing that you get without painful toil. That's what I'm talking about. Houses you didn't build, vineyards you didn't plant, wells you didn't dig. Listen to me. I am not for one who is slacking in their jobs. Don't come to me with that lazy attitude. This is not about you being slacking in what God's given to you to be a steward of. If you know me, <laughs> it's a famous thing they say in India. It's not true, it's a lie, but they say it. It's like, Pastor, you preach a lot of grace, but as a boss, you're quite a law. <laughs> a lot of law is a boss. It's because I expect excellence. Yeah. Yeah. Don't slack in what God's called you and given to you. But, but, if you're going to expect your job to pay you, you'll get what your job can give you. Priscilla and me have seen God bring stuff from places you wouldn't believe if we told you. We've had bank, we've had bank managers approve things for us that nobody should have approved. Because something in them says, I want to do one last act of kindness. That's prosperity where people do things for you without even realizing why and you walk favored beyond all the others and you wonder why are they more favored because it's the favor of the Lord today I want you to do one thing get rid of the part of you that's envious of somebody else's blessing because that will always be a choker a killer of prosperity always don't, don't, don't question oh they probably did this and they probably it's none of your business none of your business you won't get blessed don't talk about somebody else's blessing. Me and my wife decided early in life, we don't talk about that stuff. Mm -mm, I don't want to talk about it. Oh, you know what they did to you. I don't want to hear you. Go tell somebody else. I don't want to hear it. I want to hear it. I want to celebrate the blessing on everybody. I want to celebrate when you get blessed. When you move into a home, I want to say praise God. When you see favor like you could not believe it, I want to say thank God. In fact, if you get way too blessed, I'm going to ask you to come lay hands on me. Your greatest days are just ahead of you. Is it possible 
Brazen grace. In today's economy, in today's earthly system, to live debt free. Bible says it's a curse. Not me. It's my desire too. I want to see you appropriate and activate the blessing of the Lord in every area of your life. Prosperity is not about money, it's about well being. You can have all the money and be fighting at home with your spouse and have no peace. That's not prosperity. You hear me? You can have all the money and be deeply lonely and depressed. That's not prosperity. Prosperity is a state of well-being. Nothing missing, nothing lacking, nothing broken. Having all sufficiency in all things for every good work. Do you receive this word today, church? Can you stand with me? I talked to some of my friends in this room and some of my friends watching on live, Facebook Live today or in our future telecast. The Bible says that on the cross, Jesus Christ became poor for us. On the cross, He became poor so that through Him we might be rich. And that's not talking about money. It's not only talking about money. It includes money, but it's not talking about money only. True riches, true prosperity is having peace of mind. True prosperity is having enough to take care of every need, every problem you see. True prosperity is where you don't ask money what to do. You tell money what to do. Hmm? True prosperity is actually having peace. I know many are rich people and they come to me all the time. My phone, my office filled. Wealthy people coming because they have no peace. Money doesn't bring peace. Property doesn't bring peace. It makes you happy for a little bit. True peace comes from the Prince of Peace. And if you don't know that Prince of Peace, you can live a peaceless, hopeless, miserable life. Today you can receive the Prince of Peace in your heart. And the God of all creation can come and live and be born in you. And from within you, He can bear much fruit. But you got to come to Him just as you are. Whether you feel dirty, sinful, lonely, alone, come to Jesus. If you've never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, I don't know what you're waiting for. My friend watching online, what are you waiting for? Come to Him just as you are today. Bring your baggage, bring your sin, bring your weakness, bring your addiction. He's not scared of you. He's not running away from you. He's obsessed with you. He loves you with an everlasting love. There is nothing you can do to make God love you less or love you more. He loves you eternally. Will you come to Jesus just as you are today? If you're in this room and if you're watching maybe online on our future telecast and you need Jesus, join all my friends in this room by praying this prayer out loud. Simply, the Bible says, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you are saved. Say this with me. Receive it right now. Don't wait another minute. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you as I am, needing a Savior. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for shedding your blood. Thank you for dying in my place. So I could be like you. You became like me. So I could be you. Thank you that you didn't stay dead. You rose again. And now your spirit lives in me. Today I receive Jesus. As my Lord and Savior. From this day forward. I am saved. Thank you Lord for the free gift. I receive it now. In the name of Jesus. Amen.
My friend, if you pray that prayer, you are now part of the world's greatest, most powerful, anointed family. You are now a born-again believer. Welcome to the family of God. With the rest of you, lift your hands quickly. Would you raise your hands all over this place? In the name of Jesus, every mindset that is holding you back from walking in prosperity is broken off of you right now. Every limitation that you have placed to just live in the land of just enough, I break it off of you right now. Everything that you have spoken to say, we just need what we need. The spirit of selfishness is broken off of you. God doesn't want to give you what you need. He wants to give you what somebody else needs. In the name of Jesus, the blessing of the Lord is yours today. And it is quickening up inside of you. The desire to seek and to pursue the things of God. Not to seek finances, not to seek money, but to seek the kingdom of God. And everything else will be added unto you. In the name of Jesus, I bless your finances. I bless your family. I bless your coming and your going. In Jesus' name, you are full of life. You are full of favor. You are full of abundance. You are full of prosperity. The grace of God abounds in you. So you can have all sufficiency in all things for every good work. In Jesus' name, I bless you children. I bless your jobs. Oh God, it's so good to be home with my family today. I love my family standing in front of me. I love my family watching around the world. This is my family. This is my blood. This is my people. This is my tribe. I'm grateful to be a part of a revolution that you are bringing in and through San Antonio that will take the world by storm. Thank you, oh God, that they're not small nobodies. They are great somebodies. I thank you in the name of Jesus for the blessing of the Lord is on them. The favor of the Lord is on them. You are talented. You are equipped. You are affirmed. You are loved. You are not forsaken. You are full of life. You are full of glory. In Jesus' name, dreams that you've given up are coming back to life. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for what you're doing in this service today. I give you glory for the word that has been spoken. Thank you that the seed will not fall on bad ground. Thank you that people will not misunderstand the word that is spoken, but they will hear it through the ears of the Spirit and receive this revelation. Thank you that the back of lack is broken off of your people. Thank you that the spirit of poverty is canceled off of them. Thank you that they are more than blessed because of Christ in us the hope of glory. We receive this right now by faith. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and present you faultless before the only wise God. To him, Jesus, be blessing, glory, honor, dominion, power forever. Now shout it out to me. Say it. Let your shout it. Let your will on in Jesus' name. If you believe it, give a praise. Give a praise. I said give a praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. If you would like to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you can repeat this simple prayer with me right now, wherever you are. Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you as I am and receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for dying for me. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus is my Lord. I am yours forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today for this teaching. We would love to hear from you. You can write us at ZCIM PO Box 592675, San Antonio, Texas, 78259. 
For more information on ZCIM, please visit us at zcim.org or on Facebook and Twitter at ZCIM Official. God bless you.